Welcome to episode 11 of the Pro Wrestling Happenings Podcast. I'm your host, Marcos Canales, and this is my WWE Fastlane 2019 reaction episode, so let's just go ahead and get into it. If I'm being honest, uh, Fastlane was an overbooked mess. Um, Part of me wonders if the powers that be felt like this was going to be a very predictable pay-per-view before WrestleMania, so they decided to just, you know, go all out and make it as convoluted as possible and you know i'm just gonna be honest you know complicated does not equal compelling i think that's what they thought i thought i think that they wanted people to be shocked and people to be swerved and so they did everything in their power to keep everyone on their toes and they probably wanted it because they thought that would make it quote-unquote entertaining and maybe it was for some but for me, my enjoyment of this pay-per-view was affected by just the nonsensical stuff that was going on. Regardless of how good the action may or may not have been in the ring, the storytelling behind it all brought it down a couple of notches, in my opinion. Um, and that's disappointing because this was a good opportunity for them to get people excited for wrestlemania and again maybe some people are more excited maybe some people walked away from from fastlane pumped and um ready for what's coming next but that that's not me because it was so hard for me to get behind all the nonsense and the mess around it to to be to be excited and so how i always do these reaction episodes I start with the match I like the least and work myself way up to the the one that I like the most. And I don't even know if I can really say I liked any of these matches, but because um, at first I was just going to go match by match because I just like thought there was no point in ranking it. But I think after I sat on it for a little while, I think some favorites did kind of creep towards the top. And so I wanted to, I guess, maintain that that structure that I've created. And so my least favorite match of the night was a shocker for even me because uh, the match I disliked the most was the Becky Lynch-Charlotte Flair match. And the main reason why is because I don't even know if you can call it a match. It was pretty much just Charlotte beating up Becky and Becky kind of getting a few shots in. And then it was all thrown out the window because Ronda Rousey came out and attacked Becky to get... Uh, a DQ win for her so she would be put into WrestleMania and <laughs> yeah I, I would never have thought a few months ago that I would have disliked a Becky Lynch program as much as I do right now uh, mostly because the storyline was so simple it wrote itself starting with even Survivor Series you know going that far back and understanding what had happened, and instead of um, just letting the the story unfold naturally, for some reason WWE thought that was too simple, too easy, and so they threw everything at the wall to see what they thought would make this, I guess, quote-unquote better, and nothing they've done to this point has made this better. 
Becky and <laughs> Becky and Ronda were supposed to fight at Survivor Series. That was taken away from them. Put them together in WrestleMania, you know, and just make it a straightforward match. <laughs> but instead, they have an injury angle. They have Becky being suspended. They have Charlotte being her replacement. They have Ronda Rousey going crazy on social media. They have um, a blow-off match at Fastlane to shoehorn in Becky, who had already earned her title shot at the Royal Rumble because they arbitrarily took her out of it because they thought adding suspense would make it all better. And none of it, like I said, none of it, in my opinion, has made me want to see this match anymore. If anything, it's made me less excited to see their match at WrestleMania because it's just it's it's just gonna, there's going to be more hoops to jump through there's going to be more idiocy in the booking and none of it right now i have zero confidence that this is going to make any sense and it's going to be any good um the match itself might be great who knows but at this point i'm just so tired of this story that i just don't care and again i would have not i would have been shocked <laughs> a few months ago knowing that's how I would end up thinking about this because I like Becky Lynch. I've been on the record. I love her as a wrestler. I think she's been the best thing that's happened to WWE in a long time. And her rivalry with Ronda Rousey felt natural. It felt organic. It felt right. But then all the sports entertainment stuff had to be um, layered on top of layer on top of layer to the point where you just have to dig through all this crap to get to what you want. And I'm not I'm not willing to do it right now. I'm just not. Uh, maybe my mind will change, but I don't I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they do leading up to WrestleMania. Maybe they can salvage it, but based on based on Fastlane, I don't know because I even remember tweeting out that leading up to that match, I was so scared not scared, but I was nervous of what they were going to do with Becky Lynch because everything leading up to that point was just. It was just so all over the place uh, and so Carney Barker that I was like, they're going to they're going to somehow make this even dumber than it already is. And sure enough, they did, Um, because I guarantee you they're going to come up with something else to keep Becky out of it until the last minute. I can definitely see Vince coming out and being mad that Ronda messed up his plan and Becky was didn't earn her her way into that match because of the dis- disqualification and he's going to yank her out of that match and figure out something else for her to do to get into it and again it's just more more unnecessary steps and what was a straightforward um, story and so yeah yeah that was by far by far my least favorite match of the night um second to that <laughs> i mean just slightly above it <laughs> was the equally as dumb Kofi Kingston versus the Bar handicap match because again it was just more of Vince McMahon jerking people around probably because he thinks it's going to drum up more interest to keep Kofi down as long as possible so when he eventually gets put into the match and hopefully wins it'll mean so much more and I really can't necessarily fault that logic but a lot of people, or maybe it's just me, I guess I can't speak for everyone, I can only speak for myself, I don't like being teased. 
I just don't like it. I, <laughs> I want to know what I'm getting <laughs> pretty straightforward. I mean, I, I don't need swerves and lies and trickery to make me care about a character or a storyline. I like it, you know, to make sense. <laughs> and having Kofi being told he's in the triple threat WWE championship match just to take it away from him for no for no good reason. That's just stupid storytelling in my opinion. Uh and I think we're just we're coming off of that culture where you know it's not you know as many twists and turns as possible is what people in the entertainment industry think viewers want and you know shows like lost you know which was lightning in a bottle you know <laughs> but even that wore on people's nerves when it was becoming clear that there's never going to be an answer or the answers you wanted were never going to fulfill your wants and needs it was just more and more wheel spinning to keep you on the hook and that's what they're doing in, with these storylines and it's just it's just not working for me you know it, again maybe it is for some people but my excitement of seeing Kofi at WrestleMania and possibly winning is not going to be amped up because he was jerked around at Fastlane just just do what's right do what people want and clearly they wanted it because they were uh, the fans in Cleveland were cheering his name and you know you know sabotaging matches because they felt cheated and I don't blame them so yeah that was the only reason why that's not the absolute worst match is because I had so such high hopes for Becky Ronda and even Charlotte to an extent at WrestleMania and they 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 messed that up and I'm just bitter about that. Um so yeah, moving on. Um next up on the the list I have the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match. And I think I had this ranked a little higher initially because it was by the books, it was pretty straightforward. It was um nothing too off the wall, but the action in the ring wasn't crisp. It was pretty sloppy. And so I couldn't help but knock it down a few notches um, because it just, it was a weak link when it comes to the actual wrestling. And so uh, that's why I have it where it's at. I'm glad Boston Hug won. Uh, I think the the potential with them as champions is a lot higher down the road than it is right now. I'm hoping that they're finally done with Nia and Tamina now that they've moved on to this weird rivalry with Beth Phoenix and Natalie and <laughs> no Natalia excuse me um so hopefully they're out of the picture for a little while so that way Sasha and Bailey can move on to more worthy uh competitors uh, in opposition so we'll see where they go from from here um the next match is a match I actually didn't really watch but I felt like it was probably going to be better than a lot of what I didn't care for and that was the pre-show match between the New Day and Rusev and Nakamura. Uh, New Day won. Okay, fair enough. Um, I think I think the intrigue behind all of that was revolving around Kofi more than anything. Um, and I will give I will give New Day credit for making the best out of the situation. I think Kofi's done a great job at um, just portraying this this downtrodden beaten down underdog which this underdog story works for me not the Becky Lynch underdog story uh because this was 
this feels more organic and natural. Um, I kind of wish he would he would stand up for himself a little bit more instead of having Biggie and Xavier do it for him. But the trio have they all have to be invested, so I can see why uh, maybe he's letting them be their the mouthpiece for him. But hopefully, after Fastlane, um, Kofi realizes that he needs to fight for his opportunity and not necessarily have other people uh, do the the heavy lifting for him. And maybe we'll see an attitude change this week and leading up to WrestleMania between Kofi and the rest of the New Day. Um, but as a as the match was booked and as the match was put on the card, you know, it looked from what I did see, it looked like it was pretty standard. Um, a standard tag team match. Uh, next up, we have the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Uh, the Usos retained against The Miz and Shane McMahon. And shocker of all shockers, Shane turned on Miz and now is the bad guy. So they're going to be facing off at WrestleMania. And the record shows I don't care about this match. So I'm glad the Usos kept the belts. I could care less about Shane and, Shane and The Miz. So let's move on. Uh, next up, I have the WWE Championship match, which became a triple threat match out of nowhere uh, between Daniel Bryan, uh, who defended against Kevin Owens, and surprise entrant Mustafa Ali. Uh, Daniel Bryan was able to retain. And initially, initially, I had this match a lot lower because I was just so tired of being jerked around at that point that I was just... I was angry, and I'm like, I'm not going to give props to this match because of all the, the BS or surrounding it. After calming down a little bit, I do have to admit that the, the in-ring stuff was pretty good, um, and so it was a, a pretty pretty well-paced, action-packed match. Uh, it was elevated over some of the other, car, or the other matches in the card that came before it, so... Um, I had to to admit that it was probably a better match than than my emotions let me believe. Um so I did knock it up or I did push it up a few spots. Um I still like the idea that um Daniel Bryan retained. I like him as the champion going into WrestleMania. I much like with the Becky Lynch stuff and what I've said before, I just don't want them to to overstuff this match coming up at WrestleMania. I, I want them to rein themselves in just a little bit to give a meaningful match with a good payoff instead of shoving so many people into it. Because you can see it already. It's probably, at the minimum, at the minimum, it's probably going to be a fatal four-way. You're going to have these same three people, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, Mustafa Ali, and hopefully Kofi Kingston, uh, and some kind of multi-man match for the title, and I I, I don't want to see that. That's not what I want to see. I want to see a, a straight up one-on-one match between Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston, with hopefully Kofi winning. That it's simple. It's right there. But but we can't have nice things apparently. WWE doesn't want to give us what we want. Um. So yeah, I can see at minimum of a fatal four-way uh, because they just can't help themselves. Um, part of me feels a little bit bad for Mustafa Ali because he had a, a huge opportunity in this match, but the crowd didn't want him. <laughs> they wanted Kofi, and 
I don't know if they turned on him per se, but he probably didn't get the reaction he was expecting in such a big profile match. Um, and so I feel bad in that regard, but then I also, I didn't want to see him in this match either. I, I can't lie. Uh, I've, I've voiced my opinion on how I feel like Mustafa is being pushed a little too hard, a little too soon. Um, and I know there are some people out there who are, who have the argument that Kofi was pretty much a cut and paste from Mustafa Ali. Uh, Mustafa was hurt, so he they took him out of the Elimination Chamber, put in Kofi, and everything up up until this point that Kofi has done was bent from Mustafa Ali. And I feel like that's just very reductive thinking because clearly the WWE can change the, change its mind because they've done it 50 times in the last pay-per-view alone. So I don't necessarily believe or buy that Mustafa Ali was supposed to be getting the push that Kofi is getting right now. I just think it's too too easy of a way to think of it that, like that. Um, I think Mustafa probably would have done really well in the Elimination Chamber, but I don't know if they would have had him last as long or have the the fallout from that match that Kofi's having right now because it makes sense to, uh, that Kofi's in this spot because of his longevity, how long he's been with WWE, uh, whereas someone like Mustafa, who's still relatively new, that he doesn't have that baggage to make a compelling story. Um, again, this is nothing against Mustafa Ali. He's a great talent, but I don't need him in the, the title picture right now when you have Kofi Kingston. And again, I don't agree or believe that Mustafa Ali would be in this exact same spot that Kofi's in if he went along with um, the Elimination Chamber. So that's just, again, I think that there's I have to give WWE a little bit of credit that they were able to change things on the fly to make it work with Kofi instead of just a copy and paste job like so many people are thinking. Um, but again, rant almost over. Um, I like Daniel Bryan as the champion, and hopefully this will lead to a a good match at WrestleMania, but, but we'll just have to wait and see. Um, next up... I have the six-man tag match, The Shield versus Corbin McIntyre and Lashley, uh, where The Shield won. I was in and out on, on this match. I really wasn't paying attention fully because by the end of it, I was so over this pay-per-view that um, everything everything after the Becky Lynch match, I just kind of was like, whatever. you know. I'm sure it was an okay match. Uh, there were some good feel-good moments with, with The Shield uh, being triumphant. Um, I'm glad that they didn't have Dean Ambrose turn at the end of it. I was, I remember just repeating to myself, don't do anything stupid. Don't do anything stupid. Don't do anything stupid. Um, because I think so many people want or believe that Dean Ambrose has to turn in order to set up a match with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. First and foremost, I don't want that match. Um, maybe it is because I'm not as invested in the Shield, and I have I don't know their history as much as maybe some other people. I don't want to see that match. I don't need to see Dean Ambrose, a heel Dean Ambrose, facing off against a babyface Roman Reigns. That just doesn't interest me. I'm much more interested in the Shield as a unit. Um, I'm more interested in seeing them take on other people together. Uh, I know Seth is going to be busy at WrestleMania, but. I'd rather see either a tag team match 
with Roman and Dean against someone. I would rather see Roman against someone else. Um, you know, I, I honestly, I don't even really mind the idea of Roman and Dean just in a match where they're both faces and it's kind of like a, a Rocky Balboa, um, Apollo Creed situation where they're just they're buddies who want to know who's better. <laughs> and so they have a match. And if that's how Dean Ambrose rides off into the sunset, great. I mean, I, I'm, I'm much more interested in that than Dean turning on Roman, who just came back from a cancer scare. I, I just don't see the point of it. I don't see... That's just not interesting and compelling, in my opinion. Um, so I was just really glad that they didn't do a turn at the end of that six-man tag match. So... Uh, similarly, you know, we'll see where they go with the shield and if Dean is actually leaving, which at this point, who knows? Um, I would kind of like to see him move on. Um, but if Roman was able to keep his friend around for a little bit longer, then that's cool too, as long as they're all happy. Uh, next up, I had the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. It wasn't a, a great match. It wasn't a perfect match um, by any means, but... The reason why it's so high on my list is because everything else just felt... I just didn't like anything else on the card, I guess. You know, so this is um, the best of the lot, or one of the best of the lot. Um, obviously, I'm happy that Asuka won. I think it it makes some sense to keep her strong going into WrestleMania, assuming she has something to do at WrestleMania. And I even like the idea of Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville having some friction. I know that they were setting that up a few months ago and I think the the introduction of the WW Women's Tag Team Championships maybe forced them to stick together a little bit longer um because they needed an actual tag team to be a part of uh that elimination chamber match but now especially with those titles going between brands maybe they don't need them t- as a duo as much and I like the idea of them being rivals. I have a, I like the idea of them facing off against each other, especially if it leads to a push for Sonya Deville. I can definitely see Mandy uh turning on Sonya because she cost her the match and cost her the the championship and Sonya taking exception to that and then them having a match at WrestleMania that sets up a number 1 contendership. And I can see Sonya going over in that match and getting put into a women's title program and I I see a lot of great opportunity with this the the fallout from this particular match um so that's why i actually think it's a lot better than some of the other things that were on the on this card so um but knowing me or knowing wwe (laughs) um since it makes so much sense and it's right there for them they're not going to do it they're going to figure out something else mandy rose is probably going to try to seduce sonya deville's girlfriend just for the hell of it who knows because we want to see Mandy Rose make out with a woman, probably. That's probably what Vince is probably thinking about. So, again, simple storytelling, flush down the toilet for sensationalism and nonsense. And again, I, I apologize for saying nonsense and and the same words over and over again. But it's just that's what I think of when I think of WWE right now. Um, second to last match on on my rundown. The WWE Raw Tag Team Championship, which was a triple threat between The Revival, Aleister Black and Ricochet, and Rude and Gable, where The Revival were able to retain, even though they didn't get an entrance, but that's just 
par for the course with the revival. Um, I, I don't know what they're doing with the revival. They don't want him to leave, so they put the belts on him, but then they don't treat him like champions. They lose a lot for champions, and then they don't get any respect, but they were able to maintain their titles at the end of this pay-per-view, so maybe that's a good sign. I don't know. I, again, I wanted Chad and, and Bobby to, to win the belts, but... Um, I was a little bit surprised that Aleister Black and Ricochet didn't win. And I, I honestly should have known that, that uh, Rude and Gable weren't going to win when they, were, when they were put into this match. Because, like we all know in a triple threat, you need someone to take the pin to protect the other two. And that's what they were there for. So they did the job. Hopefully they got paid for it. Um, but I would still like them to be in the picture moving forward. Um, hopefully this isn't the last shot they have here in the next couple of weeks or months. Um, I could do without Ricochet and Aleister Black being in this mix. Um, but you know, they, they're still pushing them to the moon. And if, if they want to keep them in it, so be it. I, I would rather just see the revival and Rudin Gable, um, fight it out, but they're both heels now. Kind of, I guess Rudin Gable are kind of heels. So maybe that doesn't make a ton of sense, but um, you know, I, I still, I still think there's a lot of potential with that particular team and my match of the night. Uh, the one that I enjoyed the most was the WWE United States championship fatal four way match, which again is pretty, pretty funny considering I complain about multi-man matches so much. Um, and this one wasn't as good as the SmackDown, the SmackDown version, but it was still entertaining you know four good workers who put on uh, a pretty crazy match with some fun spots and good pacing and uh, overall just a a fun match to watch and so um, I was glad that Samoa Joe retained because the way they've been treating the the U.S. title it wouldn't have surprised me at all if they gave it to Rey Mysterio or Andrade to further their their rivalry um, but I think they can still pull off a, a good end to that uh, that series of matches without a title on the line, and I think Samoa Joe can add some legitimacy um, back to this this particular uh, championship. So I was really glad that Samoa Joe was able to to hold on to it. Um, but every everyone in this match, all four of them, and Zelina and Carmella as well, everyone brought something to this this match. It was what. So I really did appreciate that. And I really do want to see Carmella versus Zelina at this point, too. Uh, I don't know if that'll happen after Ray and Andrade have their their rivalry wrapped up. But I like those two, you know, standing up for their their friends and their co-workers. And, you know, that and Carmella hasn't done a lot since um, Mix Max Challenge and... I know she was like Naomi's tag team partner for a second, but I like Carmella and I like Zelina and I'd like them to have a match um, coming out of all of this. But um, but yeah, at the end of the day, uh, the Fatal 4-Way for the US title was the match of the night in my opinion. And I'm going to just kind of start wrapping it up. I'm kind of glad to stop talking about Fastlane because it was, it was something. Uh, and... You know, again, I understand if, if some people enjoyed it. Um, they like the zaniness and the the cluster <laughs> the cluster of it all. Um, it just wasn't for me. It wasn't my cup of tea. Um, 
I just don't feel the need for everything just to be shaken up right before the biggest pay-per-view of the year. Um, because again, that's not that's not something that really keeps me on the, on the hook. I mean, like I said before, confusing doesn't equal compelling in my mind. So um, in, a, in some ways I'm looking, I'm not as interested in WrestleMania because of all of this, but we have some time and, and maybe, maybe everything can get back on track. We'll just, we'll just have to give, give them some time to hopefully figure some stuff out. So, so yeah, uh, that were, those were my reactions to, uh, WWE Fastlane 2019. Um, again, maybe you agree with me. Maybe you don't either way. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at PW happenings. And until next time, take it easy, everybody. Thank you.